Welcome back to the Jacked Rabbit Fitness Podcast. We're fitting this whole thing in your ears today. The aim for today is to talk about why something is better than nothing in all of the different aspects and pillars of health and fitness. I'm Brandon. This is Chris. Hey. We are coaches at Swamp Rabbit CrossFit in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you're in the neighborhood, we'd love to have you visit. If you're ever dropping in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. come by, work out with us. We'll have a great time. And uh, as for today, you did just get finished working out. I did. How was it? It got spicy. Yeah? Yeah. On a scale of Tabasco to habanero peppers, how spicy did it get? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Valerno. Valerno. The Mex- yeah, the Mexican one. Nice. Or Valentin- Valentino. Valentino. Man, we're, I don't even know if that's a thing. It is. All right, then I believe you. It's really good. No, I'm going to have to look it up because I like hot sauces. It's probably a step up from Tabasco, and that's how I felt A baby today. step up yeah. from Tabasco? Yeah. No, oh, you cut me deep, Shrek. So the, <laughs> the uh, hot tip-off last time on butterfly pull-ups, uh, only heard feedback from one person. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Rookie audience, we gotta train them a little bit. But uh, on that feedback, they said I won. So yeah. But I did. Thank you. I did host the workshop. So thank you. There was seven people that showed up there. Yeah. And. Yeah. And so, all, some of them got it. Yeah. I think everybody did. I think everybody got hey, the motion. If you are batting a thousand, does that mean you quit? No. You could. Because I mean, perfect score. How long do you have to bat a thousand to make it into the Hall of Fame? Ten thousand hours. Uh, has anybody <laughs> spent ten thousand hours in the batter's box over their general time as a professional I wonder, athlete? I wonder if that's true or not. I don't know. I think that's just a number that people yeah, throw yeah. out. Yeah, that's one of the uh, I think Malcolm Gladwell books. Yeah, right. Where that came out of. So. Today, why something is better than nothing. Uh, Precision Nutrition, which they're a pretty well-known nutrition company in fitness, and they do education, coaching, things like that. Uh, I'm I'm certified by Precision Nutrition, and they'll they'll put out some useful infographics regularly. That's one of the things they're probably well-known for. And the most recent one that I saw uh, brought up a concept that Uh, I've found as a coach over the years is a challenge for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, they call it the pause mentality. I call it all or nothing mentality, where you'll have somebody who, um, let's let's say from the the different aspects. So you could have moving around is an aspect, how much you move, uh, what you eat, how much you eat, that's a thing, Uh, sleep. How you're doing there? Uh, general wellness, kind of dealing with stress. Yeah. And if you've got those four things more or less in line, you're going to be a, a healthy person, barring anything trauma, genetic, uh, or or outside factors that you you can't control. So right. you might get hit by a car and break your leg. You might fall down the stairs, but it won't be because your food's out of whack. Right. Whatever. So what would it look like, or have you ever been in the, the all or nothing 
in any of those categories where it's like, well, if I can't sleep nine hours a night, then I'm just going to, you know, burn the candle at both ends. Or if I can't get, like, the wild workout in, then what's the point? I'm not going to go in today. I'm going to do something else. Uh, no. Never. I've never gotten to that level. Yeah? I don't think. Okay. So I think it's a maybe an aspirational thing where, uh, you know, I'll notice it particularly with eating where somebody goes, well, if I can't do the whole 30, then I'm just not going to bother. What's the point? I'm just not going to bother. I'm going to eat, you know, all my life is just going to be Twinkies and Snickers <laughs> bars and I'm done. I don't care anymore. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, versus there's a lot of steps between I only eat ice cream and I only eat like perfectly prepared meals that the macros are exactly right, right. and they're, they're air quotes clean foods. Right. Um, and so how, how can I take meaningful steps in the right direction? Let's pretend I'm a zero out of 10. Okay. Um, I'm just guzzling Twinkies, gallons of soda. I sit on the couch all day. I, I sleep poorly and intermittently. I do nothing to take care of kind of just general wellness and stress. Haven't ever read a book. I might not even be literate. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, what can I do to start making steps? And let's, let's say starting with movement. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally sedentary. Um, maybe I'm afraid to jump into a CrossFit class because that seems really aggressive. Yeah. What can I start doing? Getting up, just getting off the couch and taking a quick walk around the block. If yeah. you're in, in an area where you can do that. Or um, where there's blocks. Yeah. I don't know anything about <laughs> that. Um, or a quick walk around your neighborhood. Yeah. Getting outside, maybe yeah. just walking up and down your sidewalk or your street in front of your house. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to venture too far. Right. But ideally, you want to just get up and start moving a little bit more. Yeah. That kind of tips the scale to, to that 0.5 to 1 right. where you're so, starting to so move. So if I'm a zero and I go to 1... I mean, the math doesn't work here, but I've made functionally 100% improvement right. in this category. So it's having the idea that I need to go from being uh, a zero, you know, and this is this is really aggressive to be a zero, to a 10. Now I'm an Olympian. Right. Now I'm a special forces soldier. Right. Now I'm playing in the NFL. Like, no one can do that, right. and no one is responsible for doing that. You can't be expected to do right. that. But if you do get up, and let's say let's say at a, a baseline, uh, we spend 10 minutes three times a week walking. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. That's a good step one. If if I wanted to carry that a little further, maybe now I spend 10 minutes three times a week, and then maybe I have two 30-minute general body weight exercise workouts. I could do some push-ups. Yep. I could do some sit-ups. I don't need to know anything. I can just move around yeah. a little bit more. I could park a little further away from the office at work. I could take the stairs. The stuff that you hear people say, uh, I could get one of my, my smart watches that says, you don't have enough steps today, right. and then go take a lap around the office, You know, finding ways to get a little bit more movement in. Now, once I've started doing that, and, and there's a zillion legitimate reasons why it would be hard for you to commit 90 minutes a day, mm -hmm. five days a week, like a lot of CrossFitters do right. to what they're doing. Um, kids, work, just general life responsibility. Yeah. Maybe you have a, a physical condition that keeps you from being that active for that much time. 
What, what might be an intermediate step? So if I'm not ready all the way to dive into committing three hours, five hours a week, where do I go from here? I'm walking, maybe I do some push-ups. What could I do next? Uh, the best thing would probably join some sort of fitness facility yeah. that can get you in to start doing a little bit more weight so you're with a group of people that are potentially have the same goals in mind yeah I like or the maybe even idea. or just setting up to where like all right I'm not the only one that's not out of shape at this point sure right like I'm working to get into yeah. shape yeah that can be that can be intimidating yeah that's, but I I'll think acknowledge that. I think the group thing is just like all right and if there's that fear level too of going into a gym and being like well everybody at the gym is fit. everybody's fit and they're gonna make fun of me and they're gonna and you know what there are places like that or there right. wouldn't be a stereotype right, right? There, there wouldn't be that fear um, that is a nice thing I just had this conversation today with uh, a gentleman who was checking out the gym and uh, the idea that I need to get in shape to get in shape. Mm -hmm. Some people do. Right. Some people do. And if, if we came into a group class, uh, it is, it is in, in general, it's for everybody. But there are some people who they would be better served by some one-on-one -on -one time or some, some other things to kind of get cranking. Uh, not that we can't accommodate that in class. So having that person say, hey, I just, you know, I feel like I need to lift some weights first and then I'll be ready. Like, nah. If you can find a coach you can trust, right. then I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Now, do I need to become a 10 on movement? Should no. I, I'm just a normal person. And let's define a 10. Let's say a 10 is professional athlete, special forces sure. soldier, elite military unit, whatever. Yeah. No, right? No. Just like what you just said. Why, why do we have this idea that it's either nothing or a 10? Like I have to somehow aspire to the 10-ness right. to get started. I think it's because that's what people ultimately, like they, they either have to be this 10, and yeah. in their mind they're like, I may want to be this 10, yeah. but the steps to getting there are quote-unquote impossible yeah. for me to do that and so maybe. I think they're just they're either scared that they can't ever be a 10 yeah. or there's no actual line or steps to yeah. get them to a one to two to three yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then getting up to not the 10 yeah. but ultimately to a position where you feel Look, much better about be your no that's, that's that's real life yeah I have a job unless I'm getting paid for it then right potentially yeah. professional yes. athlete or yeah. soldier something like that so if if I'm a normal average person which I you know it's 2020 I don't even know if you're allowed to be a normal average person anymore <laughs> that might be offensive yeah um, but if you're if you're just kind of trucking along you're working a job you have a family you don't you know, you're, you're just kind of what, what people would consider average person. Let's just say average fitness for average person. If I was aiming for a target there, I would like to see, you know, I, I like to measure minimums more than I like to measure maximums. Mm -hmm. And so if I could say maybe a five or a six is I'm doing a little bit of exercising outside of a gym environment by taking a, a walk with my dog, with my kid, with a friend, with my significant other. We're just getting out and, and being active in a way that I can still breathe and talk. I'm not yeah. sweating to death. You know, daily would be awesome, but, but three, four times a week. I'm getting, uh, and that's, that's good social time, so that bumps us into the, the wellness category as well, to connect with somebody and, and have a, a deeper relationship that's really helpful. Um, and then 
maybe I can get into the gym three, maybe four times in a week. So now that is committing a larger chunk of time. We can get some dual purpose time out of maybe standing up at work a little bit, walking around. I don't need a 40 minute walk all at once for that to be valuable, but I, I'm moving, I'm active. I have a, a weightlifting workout uh, kind of mixed in. Now weightlifting doesn't mean I have to be squatting the most weight in the world. I just want to be under a load. It's right. good for your bones, good for your muscles, keeps you healthy. And that's, an, I think, a, an attainable fitness level. If you listen to this and you go, I don't know how to go from being a two to a six, great. Yeah. Come see us. We'll help you because right. we do know how right. to go from being a two to a six. But but think of it in, well, if it, and then, so another concept that just kind of comes to mind here is it's also season dependent. Mm -hmm. So when you were starting a dog training business, mm -hmm. You, do, you might not have time to be in a six in fitness. Right. It was like, if I can fit in 30 minutes somewhere, mm -hmm. thank you. I'm glad that yeah. I found some time to do this because all the rest of my waking hours are going into the founder phase mm -hmm. of a business. So you may be in the founder phase of a family, of a business, right. of whatever the case may be. Or and it's even just, just your resetting life. your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like, a, hey, that's a hard a thing shift. anyway, yeah. like having to redevelop who you think you are. Yeah, and how that person behaves and what kind of yeah. habits they have and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So it, you may have a season where a four is, is good, mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's allowed. That's fine. What you don't want to do is then go, well, if a four is good right now, but I have more time, I'm just going to three or two right, right. and let it slide. I just want to take an inventory periodically and say, okay, where am I on movement? Right. What could I do? Right. What about nutrition? So if, if we, we kind of started with like a 10 is I am a professional athlete. I'm, I'm uh, you know, LeBron James and I can afford to spend $2 million a year mm -hmm. on stuff for my body. Because right. if I don't spend it, I won't make the, the hundred million that I would have made. So right. this is a good investment for me. I've got a chef, I've got a masseuse, I've got da 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 all this stuff going on. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mom with three kids and a job. Like, how in the world, I can't, there's no 10 in that unless right. my job is professional chef. And even then, I probably am not cooking for myself. Correct. Okay? That's, that's yeah. going somewhere else. So if, I, if I'm a zero and I just eat really poorly, pay no attention, no, no quantity control, uh, all refined processed foods, what are some of the early steps that really could make a difference for somebody? I mean, this is generic mm -hmm. kind of stuff, so I can't say specifically, Chris, you should do, because right. you know, we haven't had that conversation if you're listening to this, but very simple first steps to start making, uh, paying attention to what's right. going on. Yeah, removing not all of the processed foods, right? Yeah. So still, it's not all or nothing. I, I don't want to say allow yourself to have the processed foods or going out to yeah. quick foods or sure. fast food or eating that, um, but replacing one meal for an at-home meal, right? Yeah. So one that you may prepared for yourself. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be lavish. It, no. it, it can just be, maybe you added some vegetables into it or added some oatmeal or you cooked yourself some eggs and bacon in the morning yeah. um, instead of going to Mickey D's and grabbing, you know, breakfast sandwiches or yeah. any of those. So yeah. just replacing one of those meals to start, yeah. preferably maybe breakfast. If you're not a breakfast person, then, then go to lunch. Yeah, pass but, on it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, replacing one of those meals yeah. so that 
you're learning the time frame in which you've got to, okay, now I need 30 minute extra minutes to kind of wake up and now you can wake up a little earlier yeah. and prepare for the day a little bit better too. So it all correlates to setting up for that one meal and the replacement. Right, yeah, set yourself up for success there. So if, if I'm a zero, I'm probably eating out most of my meals. Yep. Uh, and they're probably mostly fast foody kind mm -hmm. of things, eating out of a drive-thru, eating out of a bag. So I might not even have the stuff to cook food. So it, it's been the case, you know, having a conversation, hey, can you, do you have a pan that you trust right. in your kitchen? Maybe, maybe not. Do you have a knife that you can use to cut food? Do you mm -hmm. understand how to use a knife so that you're not going to kill yourself right. while you're trying to cook? Yeah. Um, so, so going from a zero to a one, maybe a little bit of an investment in equipment. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be anything wild. It could be going to a full meal. It could be, I'm going to order vegetables right. when I go out instead of fries mm -hmm. or I'm, instead of the, the general kind of starchy stuff. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with eating starchy stuff necessarily, but if you are only eating starchy stuff, you're missing a lot of colors. Right. So I want to look for more colors in my, my nutrition. Skip the bread that comes out sure, for your meal. Sure, you can meal. say, hey, just don't even bring it out. Because right. I, I, won't, I won't be able to sit here and not eat it if it's sitting mm -hmm. on my table. Just yeah. don't bring any bread out. Unless you're going to Roadhouse, Texas yeah. Roadhouse. Then you, and have you have to have the yeast rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in this case, maybe you don't go to Texas Roadhouse for the yeast rolls. Um, but yeah, and, and as I progress, so is it, it's better for me to eat a vegetable a day mm -hmm. than to avoid vegetables altogether. That's not an all or nothing thing to say I had a serving of broccoli today. Great, step one. Right. Then if I can start to say, what if I ate three different vegetables in a day? What if I drank an extra glass of water a day? It doesn't have to be something that goes from, well, I'm throwing out all the food in my house, I'm going grocery shopping, right. I'm gonna spend $500 at the grocery store for a week of food that I'm not even gonna cook, I'm gonna throw it away because I'm sick of this by right. Wednesday. Um, and, and it doesn't have to wait until Monday. Right. When you listen to this, hopefully it's Friday, because that's what we're shooting for, and you go, hey, today for dinner, I could add a potato. Yeah. I could add some broccoli. I could add uh, some squash. Something that's going to be a real whole food mm -hmm. to whatever you already had planned. Doesn't have to be anything wild. And then Saturday, you can say, maybe I'll go to the grocery store right. and try to shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Maybe I can do like an overnight oatmeal kind of thing and put some stuff into a container and yeah. let it sit in the fridge and I have breakfast in the morning. Yeah low impact habits that will get you a long way and then you know maybe you find out you like cooking and you become an eight because you really enjoy being right. in the kitchen and and serving your family in that way or uh, having friends over to eat really good food that yeah. you make is really exciting to you and that's awesome yeah but a, a three in nutrition is way better off than a zero correct 300 percent better off than where than you a were. zero so it's not something that and, and again seasonally you may have a travel job. You may have um, a newborn kid who is taking up all of your time. Uh, you may have puppies boarded at your house that right. you don't have time to get away from because right. you're training them. Great. Okay, for this season of life, maybe a four and a four and a half, five is as good as it gets. Yeah. Way better than just throwing in the towel mm -hmm. and going for a zero. Mm -hmm. And so finding finding what's what's reasonable, what's realistic. And then trying to, to hold yourself accountable to that or sure. get a coach or a friend or a family member to help hold you accountable to that. So moving, hey, let's let's find a happy space where you can enjoy moving, you feel good. Yeah. Eating, 
let's lean towards eating whole foods, lean towards eating more colors. Let's yeah. lean towards eating things that you could point to it in the grocery store and know that's what that is versus things that come out of a box and it's hard right. to tell. So thinking about sleeping then, uh, general recommendation, seven to nine hours a night, good sleep density that you stay asleep for that period of time is awesome. Let's say that's a 10. You, you have a great bedtime routine, you go to sleep, you sleep for nine hours, you wake up feeling refreshed in a perfectly dark room, right temperature, bed's comfortable, pillow's right, you're sleeping on your side, you got everything supported. Yeah. It's perfect. As if someone put you to bed every night like when you were a child. Man. Right? That sounds kind of nice, doesn't it? <laughs> All I can think of was my body pillow right now. You're like, curling ah, right up. Snuggle up. <laughs> now, let's say a zero, you know, erratic sleep. You, you can't go to sleep. You're, you have insomnia. Your habits around sleep are really wacky. Let's say you spend hours on your computer in bed, kind of train your brain to get weird with what happens when it's time to go to bed. If I, if I was going to move up just a little bit, there's a lot of ways to do that. So step one might be I have five minutes before I go to bed, just five minutes, where I, where I put everything down, I turn off all the screens, mm -hmm. and I just kind of sit and be. Maybe I breathe a little bit. Maybe I close my eyes, get into a, a darker space, mm -hmm. and just try to... Uh, instead of hitting the bed as if I was driving my car at 60 miles an hour into the parking lot and then I just slam into a barrier as parking my car, right? I just kind of like, you know, bring it down to like 15 before <laughs> I hit the barrier. I try to just slow it down a little bit so that I can uh, survive the impact. Right. Maybe, maybe another step would be that I, in that space right before bed, I, I turn off the inbound communication. Yep. No email checking, no text messages, no social media, nothing that's going to get you going, oh, I got I to gotta answer that one last question. Right. Oh, I got to figure out the answer to this. Oh, man, I've got this appointment in the morning. Somebody else was supposed to whatever, and now I'm just churning and can't cool down. Yeah. Uh, if we had an ideal, maybe for you, what would be the ideal time before you're trying to go to sleep and routine that you might follow for that time, right? Just for you. For me? Yeah. I would probably, I mean, I do need about 30 minutes. Yeah, to cool down. To cool down. Um, the biggest issue I have is, is scrolling and the blue lights yeah. while I'm in bed. Okay. I've got plenty of pillows. It's yeah. cool. We, my wife and I have this routine. Everything's situated. Everything's good to go. Yeah. I definitely... And at like five miles an hour, yeah. and I just kind of lead you right bed. into yeah. it. Okay. Um, but then I'll get onto uh, scrolling, or if we we recently listened to podcasts, yeah. that will put us to sleep. Okay. Um, and some noise, yeah, noisemaker stuff yeah, yeah. that we listen yeah. to. Um, but the biggest thing for me is is I need to just stop thirty minutes before. Yeah. Put my phone. Uh, put it in a drawer. Yeah. Right. Charge um, it somewhere else. Yeah. Take it out of the room. I did that yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I just had my phone in a room. Yeah. And people go, well, what if somebody needs to get in touch with you? Well, for they'll what? get in touch with me in the morning. Yeah. Like a normal person. Right. Like what? Like like all of human history. What am I going to do in the middle of the night? To solve that's gonna, an issue here. Right. right. Yeah. Now too. I'm losing sleep because of your problem. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, well, I mean, a little bit, that's true. <laughs> and, and then you also have to consider you have an attention problem in the middle of the night. Because yeah. if I fire off an email at 8 p.m., mm -hmm. and let's say you saw it at 9.30 yeah. and you were getting ready to go to bed, well, I'm not checking it back again. If yeah. you send me something back at 10.30, 
I'm just, hey, last thing on my mind was, let right. me get that out. And then in the morning when I come back to look at my inbox, oh, yeah, okay, Chris said so-and-so. Yeah. But if, if you answer that email at 2 in the morning or if you answer that email at 6.30, 7, you know, 8, whenever mm -hmm. kind of a normal day is starting for you, makes no difference to me. Yeah. You know, generally speaking, most of those midnight, you know, mulling over things seem to be things that could have waited for you to open the inbox at 8 right. in the morning right. and said, oh, okay, yeah, so-and-so needed a question answer from yesterday. Yeah. I answer it today. It's not like they could, like, even exchange stocks in the middle of the night because right. everything is closed. Right. So give it, give it a minute and do that. Yeah, so uh, kind of general good sleep hygiene habits would be, um, and, and this is kind of layering like lasagna. So we're going to add what we can in seasons where we can, mm -hmm. and if we have to peel back, we can't. So like getting my kids to bed is sometimes a struggle because they some nights it's like pff, hit the pillow, lights yeah. out, they're done, go to sleep. Some nights they're up four or five times that we're trying to get them, hey, stay in your bed, you got to go to sleep, it's that time. I'm trying to teach them good sleep habits. Yeah. And that's disruptive to me because uh, it's hard to sleep through children talking to you and crying and sure. you know, all that normal stuff. So if, if we're in that season, then what I can do to go to bed is different. But if I can build family habits, that also matters. So the uh, good things to do if you're trying to sleep more and better, A, leave yourself enough time to sleep. Mm -hmm. So if, you are, if your lifestyle is a bunch of time uh, binge watching shows, looking at social media, whatever, then just reel that in a little bit. Yeah. Leave yourself some space. If it's, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, I gotta work, I gotta email people. By the time that it's bedtime, you're probably getting close to being a full on dummy Right. And so the decisions that you're making after a 12-hour day of working right. are probably hurting your business more than helping it. Right. And so you go, okay, I need, I need to find a, a balance in the day where I say, all right, uh, after this point, I'm no longer useful. Right. I need to sleep again before I can be useful. Yeah. And so I can, I can reel it in a little bit because there's no, no benefit to you working harder at 60% capacity. Correct. You're just grinding yourself down and not giving people your best. Right. So I can, I can leave myself a window of time to sleep. Then I can, uh, like Chris said, get the blue light out of my life mm -hmm. in the evenings. So that could be wearing blue blocker glasses. They look a lot less geeky than they used to right. if you're worried about such things. Uh, or it could mean just turning the screen off. You could use Flux, which is a, a program, I think for Windows computers, I don't know. There's probably a similar thing in Mac for kind of just wellness to dim the blues out of what you've got going on, get away from your TV, quit putting information in yeah. at that point. You could read if reading calms you down. For me, I have a hard time if I'm reading something that I'm into putting it down so right. I can read for hours at a time if I'm really on something. Yeah. That's not always best for me at bedtime. Uh, some people like an herbal kind of tea thing, decaf. Uh, if you're struggling with sleeping, cutting caffeine out before lunchtime right. and try not to do any caffeine in the afternoon. The, uh, the half-life of caffeine is most of a day for a lot of people. Yeah. And so that means that if you drank, let's say, 200 milligrams of caffeine in the morning, at night when you're going to bed, there's still 100 milligrams floating around, Fold. even if you put nothing else in. Right. Maybe it's an eight-hour half-life for you, so now there's still 50 milligrams because you've done eight hours down to 100, eight hours down to 50 but you still got caffeine floating around in your system right. when you're trying to go to bed. 
Um, you know, it can look like just getting still, stop moving, dimming the lights, finding some space to breathe, and, and just working on what of those habits do you have control of right now that you could do tonight, cool the room down, get it darker, cover any light sources that yeah. you can, and work towards right. better sleep, okay? Um, then last, last concept maybe for today would be just general wellness, dealing with stress, relationships, uh, let's say zero either, everybody you know hates you, your job sucks, <laughs> everything's awful, you're not doing anything about it. Right. It's just, this is just, my life is happening to me completely. Right. Um, and maybe a 10, you know, connected, loving relationships, job that's fulfilling, meaningful volunteer work, just a, a generally full life with good, happy, positive connections. Yeah. You know, that kind of, you're the sum of the five people you spend time with, mm -hmm. and those five people are positive, and they're trying to go forwards, yeah. and you're in a great position. So how do I go from a zero, you know, to a one, to a five, to a whatever? I think a 10 in this case may be attainable. It might be the most attainable right. of all of these things. Yeah. Um, but, but let's say I'm a zero, everything sucks, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. What What's my first step or a first step I could take to start creeping my way up to do something to take care of myself? Yeah, I think just looking into figuring out a positive that may come out of your day. Okay. Right? So you hate everybody. Everybody, you think everybody hates you, which yeah, and the reality is, is not yeah, you suck. true. No, you know, you're right. It's, it's <laughs> you not, know what I mean? It's, like, not, it's very unlikely. So uh, I think just in the mental side of it is trying to flip the switch there yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. And and then also just finding outlets, maybe finding a hobby, maybe finding something that is going to get your mind off of what you think yeah. is your reality there. Yeah, so I think... Um, Depending on depending on worldview outlook, some some mindfulness space. Mm -hmm. So for uh, for somebody, it might be reading yeah. a a religious text and just kind of reflecting on what you're finding there. It could be prayer time. It could be uh, kind of mindfulness meditation where you're doing a breathing practice and you're just trying to count your breaths in as one, out as two, and seeing if you can make it to 10 without a big interruption. Yeah. And just keep on practicing trying to get to 10, and you'll find it's really hard to get to 10 if yeah. you really sit still and do that. But things like that actually help you to de-stress. Some activity will help you to mm -hmm. de-stress. Uh, cleaning up your food a little bit will help you to de-stress. So if, if you, uh, Jordan Peterson in the 12 Rules for Life, one of the rules, I'll probably butcher the title, was uh, you should treat yourself as someone you are responsible for helping. Right. And so if you start to take responsibility for you mm -hmm. and say, you know what, if this was my dog, I would feed them better. Right. I would give them their medicine on time. Right. I would see that they had to walk. Right. I would try to take them to the dog park yeah. so that they could play with other dogs sure. and be socialized. I'll throw a ball to them and entertain them a little bit. Yeah. Well, if I would treat my dog like that, why well, dang well better start treating myself like that? Yeah. And so, you know what, I'll take a walk today and I'll eat just a little bit better. Sure. Or I'll eat it all. Or I'll, you know, whatever, the, yeah. whatever that little step is. And so if I start to treat myself as someone who I'm responsible for helping, maybe there is a sliver of light right. that says, you know what, I am actually worth this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have found that people who feel that way about themselves uh, are not arrogant. 
it's not all about me. In fact, I can get into a space where I think uh, I, I can put others first, not because I'm like bending myself in half to put others first, but because I just think less about myself. Right. I don't think I'm a loser. I don't think I'm lame, and therefore you should go first. It's just I'm not thinking about me as much. Yeah. And so I can have meaningful, open, vulnerable relationships. Right. So uh, finding ways to de-stress. So some of these things, if you can go from a zero to a one in movement, that's going to help you to de-stress. Uh, if you can uh, find a group hobby, mm -hmm. so fitness in a group is a great way to do that, to get connected with other people, mm -hmm. be touched, touch someone, uh, all of that stuff actually does help physiologically with how are you mentally right. doing. Um, you know, if it's go to the park and play chess with somebody, like sure. whatever, get trivia in, night, find relationships that's yeah. going to be yep. getting you out there, and just be around. Yeah, and uh, people people probably will be happy to invite you in sure. to something. We will here because that's right. what kind of people we are. Unless that you're the ultimate negative Nancy that goes to those places and does yeah. that, but yeah. then you got to like somebody needs to tell you that, yeah. and you it, that's so that's some of that is is having hard conversations. Um, which is important, and I've always found that if I can go into the hard conversation, I'm defusing the dynamite mm -hmm. instead of avoiding. If I'm avoiding all of these things that are, are burying me, the problem, the monster keeps growing. Sure. And if I just face the monster down, it's like the little uh, booze in Mario, the little ghost guys. Yeah, if you yeah, look yeah. at them, they're like, okay. They're chill. <laughs> so <laughs> if you, you, turn, if your you turn your back, boom, here yeah, they yeah. come to get you. So all of these issues are kind of like the booze. So if, if I'm facing them, I'm thinking about them, I'm taking steps, mm -hmm. little baby steps. That's all, that's all I want is that you take little baby steps to make a little difference on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis. Who knows yeah. what the power of compounding good intention and action will get you in a year, in two years, in 10 years. Yeah. Who could you be if, if you are making steps and all those things? So kind of summing all that up, I guess, the idea is that, that something is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. A little bit more might be attainable. And, and if you're in the space where you're going from a nine and a half to a 10, the amount of effort you'll have to put in to go from a nine and a half to a 10 is tremendous. Right. But if you're trying to go from a two to a four, that's way more attainable. And the, the benefit to your life as a whole, if you can go from being somebody who sleeps four and a half hours, five hours to someone who sleeps six and a half, seven hours, right. just by turning off the Netflix show a little earlier, if that's all it took, man, the impact would be tremendous. Sure. Or if you're somebody who goes from, I only eat out of fast food restaurants to I'm cooking a meal a day. Right. Then the, the positive momentum forward could be tremendous. If I go from, I never move to I'm starting to walk to, I want to join a group fitness right. thing and, and have some friends and make those connections. Again, from zero to five, your life is totally different. Correct. From nine to 10, it's not. Right. Zero to five, you, you don't even recognize you anymore. Right. It's so much better. Right. So uh, what would be, I think we'll, we'll keep this in the vein of this conversation for hot tips today. Sure. What what is the smallest, smallest effort in, biggest payoff out, little change mm -hmm. that you have made or would suggest making for somebody who's, who's looking at, hey, I'm taking stock of everything. I want to make forward progress. What's the, what's the littlest thing I can do as a hot tip that will have the biggest payback from that? Me, um, 
one is going to be sitting at the dinner table for my meals. Okay. Uh, instead of sitting at the couch watching TV and not paying attention to actually what I'm eating. Yeah. Right. And enjoying what I'm eating, you know, my fruits and my labor, like everything that I'm now cooked and I yeah. made. I can sit down and think about what I'm eating versus okay. if I'm sitting on the couch eating. I'm just eating to fill myself up. Yep. Right? And, so, and research shows when you're doing that, distracted eaters eat more. Right. Always. Yeah. Distracted eaters eat more. So if you're watching a show, if you're, you know, playing a game, if you're whatever you're doing yep. while you eat, you yeah. will eat more than you would if you sat with your food. Yeah. Good. That's a good tip. Uh, I think mine is uh, something that I just started doing for myself people do a lot of different ways of this but uh just just planning for tomorrow okay so if i can say i'm going to sit down i have five things that i hope to do tomorrow that are uh high priority to me yeah this is important all five of them are not work related uh it could be i'm gonna one of my five things tomorrow is i'm gonna go to the grocery store okay so one of my five things tomorrow could be i'm gonna take a walk the other ones are, you know, maybe it's I, I have this work task that needs to be done. I have this conversation that I need to have with a coworker or a spouse or a friend, whatever. I have um, this this concept that I need to develop, and then I want to exercise in this particular way and this. And if I can get all five of those done in the day, I won the day. Right. If I can get most of the week like that, I won the week. If right. I can get three weeks out of the month like that, I won the month. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't remember who I, I heard this from, uh, so this is not my idea originally, but, but having a, a prioritized intent to what you're doing each day. So if you're knowing, hey, I'm struggling with sleep, I'm struggling with food, I'm struggling with exercise or moving, I'm struggling with general wellness, um, then just prioritizing. Here's the five things. Don't do more than five. Yeah. That's too many. We're not robots. Right. You can only put so much concentrated effort into anything. Um, but find those things, chip them off, and, and be uh, really forgiving with yourself in the first mm -hmm. few weeks because you will be bad at it. Right. You'll pick things that are too easy or too hard. You'll forget to pick things. You'll whatever. But building that habit uh, is, is a small five-minute investment in thinking about tomorrow right. for what could be immeasurable benefit yeah. going forward. Cool. So if you're enjoying these conversations, then go wherever it is that you listen to them and leave us a review. Five stars, six stars if you can find it. The sixth <laughs> star is really, really Sorry. the one. Yeah. That's the one that really makes the difference. Uh, share it with anybody, social media, whatever, because uh, it helps us help you because we want to keep having these conversations and uh, we'd love to hear back from you if it is beneficial, what you've learned, what you hear. Uh, and we want to learn from you. So you can find me on social media at Disruptive Coach. Uh, I'm on social media at Buell City Dreams. Dreams. And we will, um, you know, find, you can find the gym, swamprabbitcrossfit.com. Always you can email us there, contact, find out what's going on. We would love to invite you into the community and yeah. start making positive steps with you starting wherever you are. Mm -hmm doesn't matter if you're a zero all the way across the board. We will get you at least to a two Ooh. quickly. And, very your, fast. and your life will be <laughs> very different as a result. So uh, if you're having a good time, again, positive reviews, share it around. We appreciate that. And we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, sounds good. Peace.